Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you and welcome back on board on the mark. I'm here today with Steve Kushaloff. It's our final day of the week. I think Mark will be back tomorrow to uh, uh, with Ben, I believe, to do the program. And you and I will finish out the uh, this part of the week today with uh, the two of us arguing about something or other or celebrating. We could be celebrating the extraordinarily good news that the Republicans have taken control of the House of Representatives. Yay! On the mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Steve's looking right rather pale at the moment. Uh, on the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open, 1-800-795-9565, or email us at onthemark at wkok.com. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, nitrogen for tires. They're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. On Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks. And they're a master towing service with decades of experience. On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, selling Mark more cars, satisfying more clients since 1915. Well, well I was not sitting here looking pale. Uh, good morning, Joe, good morning. by the way. Not sitting here looking pale. I was I'm, going to call you your grimancy no, because you I, appear rather grim this I morning. I was sitting here just shaking my head. You know, the Republicans, as expected, Joe, no big surprise. Oh, it was to, to EB the other day she wrote in and said that uh, the Democrats had a pretty good chance of taking control of the House. You know what is shocking? Shocking. What is shocking is shocking. that the, is that the Democrats had any chance of taking back. But the why? House. Joe Biden's was saying how well they were doing, oh, and well. they're just doing such a great job. You know, it just it's kind of uh, extraordinary. You think now, people you, rejected uh, Joe's claims that you, they were doing a great job. You are you tout yourself as this world class historian. <laughs> I never and, said I was a world class historian. Yes, but you do tout yourself. But anyway, I and, do explain things from time to time with an, yet, an historical perspective. And Notice I used an historical perspective, and you do not say a historical perspective. And we've gone from history to semantics, just like that. Joe, you know, I'm... Well, I'm waiting to hear the rest of your insult. Go ahead. Not even an insult, but I will say it's just extraordinary. You will just ignore history when it suits your purpose. I mean, the... the How am I ignoring history? When you have a first-term president 
especially when you have a first-term president whose in, whose approval ratings are very low and why, inflation. Why do, you think his, why do you think his approval but, ratings but, are very low? You think people don't understand you know, how bad a job he's doing? Do I get any time to talk? I guess not. Yeah, anyway, so the whole point is, Joe. But this isn't a soliloquy; it's a discussion. You guys, meaning the Republicans, yes. were expected to have a red wave. Oh, in fact, a red tsunami, and you were going to take. Like, I never, I never said that. And you were going to take no, over no, like no. I never said forty. That. You were going to take fifty, forty. There were pundits who said house. that. There were pundits That's who said right. that. I didn't say that. Right, pundits who you respect. They're all on Fox News. And so, what do you end <laughs> up with? About a seven-vote majority in the House. What did the Democrats have the last time? Uh, about a seven-vote vote majority in the House. That's okay. right. So they were doing so well. They had this terrible, uh, horrible president that they threw out of office and he tried to have a, an insurrection and that's the best they could do that time was get seven votes and now the Republicans have the seven votes and you think that's that's well that's awful they didn't deserve that and yet with a seven vote majority in the house that the Democrats had and a 50-50 split in the Senate yes. Joe Biden whom you should worship but you don't <laughs> Joe Biden was able to pass what five times ten times the amount of legislation that your I hero Donald all. Trump was all, able to pass? All I observe him passing was gas, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, he's, 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 well that's interesting. <laughs> Let's look at yesterday's daily And item. how much did he pass without Republican help? Exactly. Nothing. Because he got Republican help. Because Joe Biden knows how to work across the aisle. Thank you, Joe. No, Thank he you, doesn't. Mr. McGranahan, he for doesn't walking know how, right into he that. He doesn't know how to work across the aisle. <laughs> he sure does. Here, I will read the headline because it's probably oh, too far do. away for, from you. This is from yesterday's front page of uh, our local newspaper, the race to fix Pennsylvania's infrastructure aided by Biden's landmark law, and they're talking all about the, the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pennsylvania's, there has been over nearly $8 billion confirmed for more than 150 projects in the Commonwealth. So this is just one example of the kind of achievement. Where's the 80, million, where's the 80 million they requested for the Susquehanna Valley Thruway project? It, Joe, why don't you just take a drive up north and you'll see oh, it no, no, the, still building the feds, it. I know, but the feds haven't come through with that any of that money from the infrastructure well, bill. You know, but we they've have, applied. We they've our, applied. And they'll probably get it. We have our legislators, many of whom are Republican, uh, working to get it. And I expect they'll See, the thing is that job. you can't accept, and I've said this so many times, the Susquehanna Valley Thruway Project is a, the best example I can ever think of of bipartisan cooperation. There were times when Democrats were in the lead, times when Democrats got, got us the money. There were times when Republicans were in the lead, times they got us money. But nobody ever, ever made it a partisan political battle. It was always a battle about money, but never a partisan battle about money. But that's the kind of, of, of a joint venture that we should be working on. But we're not. The Democrats over the past four, two years have only been intent on investigating Donald Trump, everybody in his administration. You're fixated on January 6th, which was a bad thing. It was a riot. It's over and done with. It's not likely ever to happen again in this country. We've learned our lesson. We've moved on, but the Democrats have not. They've got this charade going on down in Washington where they're subpoenaing people and say, well, they're ignoring our subpoena. We're going to get them. And it's they, not and fair. They wouldn't accept the Republicans.
Republicans who were appointed to the committee. They wanted their own Republicans, both of whom have been repudiated by the party. So, you know, we've got the same partisan wrangling we've had going on for the last hundred years going on now. Good Lord. Is your soliloquy over? You know, the January 6th committee obviously gets a lot of the publicity because of the media. It's the, just the kind of thing the media loves. But behind the scenes, behind the scenes, we've got Democrats working on legislation, appealing to Republicans, and in the in the Republican, uh, at least in the Senate side, they've got Republicans who have okay. been going along now, with it. Now, when the Republicans are taking control of the House, yes. how many bills do you think, how many Democrats are going to be on board with what they propose? How many? Can you name me some, or can you name me an issue where you think the Democrats will say, we're going to work with our Republican friends who've introduced this legislation, and we're going to support it? Can you think of any a Democrat who will do that? It certainly isn't going to be Nancy Pelosi. It certainly isn't going to be Chuck, well, not Chuck Schumer, but, um, no, what's his name? I call him the pencil neck geek. Um, Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you know who I'm talking about. He's going to be He's going to be the next uh, U.S. senator from California. So oh, is he really? So get ready for that. Uh, yeah, so I think there will be Democrats off the top of my head. Uh, here, it certainly isn't going to be AOC. Senator uh, Coons. No, I'm talking in the House. Talking the House. Oh, in here. the House. Uh, off the top of my head, um, I don't know, did Lamb win out in Western PA in the Congressional? I believe he did. Yeah. Oh, okay, so there's an idea. There are plenty. There are plenty of moderate plenty. Democrats. <laughs> there are plenty of moderate Democrats, and there's even a when few moderate When I see the first re- Democrat cross the aisle, yes. when I see the first one cross the aisle to You'll work with Republicans and give them support, yeah. I will say, say to you, gee, Steve, I guess I was wrong. Well, you know, yesterday I offered you like two or three different bets, and you wouldn't take one, so how, we could make we up do one right now. Well, I'm, I'm not going to bet you on it. I'm just telling you, I'll admit I'm wrong if they work ac- walk across the aisle and support Republican legislation. Okay, so let me, now, let me write let's, that let's say down one of the things sign One of the things the Republicans are probably going to do is work on some kind of legislation to fix this situation at the border, which is Joe Biden's mess, class one mess. Even now, though they've arrested more than how many, how, any oh, come on. In, there are it, hundreds of thousands like of contacts like every month. They've arrested. There go are ahead, hundreds, of, hundreds of thousands of contacts every year. These people are not being allowed now to be sent back because they canceled Title 42, which was Trump's great idea to get send people back. They're not allowed to do that. So we have all these people coming through there. Now, what if a Republican bill says, we're going to find a way to stop this? They present it. Maybe it isn't complete immigration reform, but it stops the hemorrhaging at the border. How many Democrats do you think, other than Henry Cuellar, are going to walk across the aisle and support it? How many? Yeah. I don't know, Joe. How about five? How about ten? How about Thirty. I have no idea. Can you? Well, we but have, I think uh, my happen. point is, my point is, if these people were motivated to do something about the situation on the border, they would have done it while they were in control of the House of Representatives. Well, except they knew that uh, anything they proposed wasn't going to make it in the Senate. Oh, now, I, no, I, think, I, I disagree. It would have made it in the Senate if they proposed a bill that would have shut down the border and and protected us from the fentanyl and the gangs and everything else coming across. I know. And the, the two issues where you might you might actually see something is on immigration slash border control and inflation. Those, well, are, the, those are two areas where you might oh, see action. Gee, I'm sorry. We had a caller and we lost them because we were talking. Well, caller, call back. We have to take a quick break and we'll take more calls. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the 
problem is, there's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGrath and with Steve Kushaloff. Lynn Hall is our producer this morning. We have two emails. One says, good morning, gentlemen. This is Bill from Greencastle. I know Greencastle well my old stomping grounds down there, Chambersburg, Waynesboro, and Greencastle. The main reason Biden goes along with anything is because Pelosi promised him some of her expensive ice cream if he parrots her talking points like a good boy. There you go. Yeah, I wonder what Nancy's going to do now. She's going to make her big announcement today, and I suspect she will announce that she is not going to go quietly into that good night, that she's going to remain. It would be her duty to remain in power to the extent that she can. What do you think? What do I think? I think... um she, she, I think, gonna, she I obviously think, isn't going to retire. No, I think Nancy will remain um, as minority leader for, for two years. But, uh, but I think, you know, I, I don't know. Here's what I really think. I think, got three pages of notes. This could take the rest of the day. I think the next two years in politically are going to be extremely interesting from both sides, from both the Republican side and from the uh, Democratic side. Uh, Republicans, obviously, they're going to be definitely choosing a candidate for president uh, because they don't have the White House. Uh, I'll ask you a question. Do you think, and I will not, I will not hold you to this, just off the top of your head, realizing that this is uh, November of 2022. And you probably know what I'm going to ask you. Oh, we have a phone call. I'm what, stop. What, what are you going to ask me? Just do it quickly. Do you think John, Donald Trump will be the Republican nominee for president? No, I don't. Okay. I, I think they, the party has backed away from him to some extent. It would. Let me say this. Let me let me put a caveat to that. If Donald Trump stops talking about the past, starts talking about the future, tries to be a little more respectful of other people's ideas and opinions, then I'd say he has a shot because a lot of us liked his policies, didn't like his behavior. But if he goes, reverts to type and becomes the error of the grievances and, and can't get past the 2020 election, then I would say he's either just going to drag the party down with him or he is going to be repudiated by the party and they're going to move on in favor of somebody who's looking forward, not backward. That's my opinion. Cindy, you're on the mark. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. You had a spirited discussion the other day about the difference between a democracy and a republic, and I did some looking into it. Of course, the United States of America is a republic. It was established that way. Let me remind everyone that we do not directly elect the president. That's the most sharp example right. of the fact that we are not a democracy. In a democracy, we would. 
<clears throat> and when we were originally founded, we did not elect the senators. That was changed through an amendment to the Constitution. The senators in the beginning were selected by the state's houses of representatives. Anyway, I wanted to bring up the issue because in a democracy, the majority can impose its will on the minority without any constraints. And that often leaves the minority in a really bad position in society. But in a republic, there are built-in safeguards that protect the rights of the minority, no matter what the majority of people want to do. That's a good example, two good examples of why we are not a democracy. We do have protections of rights in our country, and that's an example, regardless of what any majority might think. So that's a good example. And this leads to my comment today. <clears throat> I understand that in the uh, federal government, they're looking at passing a bill that protects um, all marriage, the right to be married. And I just want to say, and I said this back when we were debating it several years ago, the government has no business interfering or dictating in the marriage rights of contracts between two people period, as long as those people are both consenting adults. It has no business doing that. Why did it do it? It's picked it up only <clears throat> about 200 years ago, got deeply vested in this because it was trying to prevent interracial marriage. And um, since then, it has turned it into a profit center, taxing people by forcing them to buy a license to be married, and then crafting all kinds of rules about keeping and severing marriages. But I'm going to say the government has no business interfering in that relationship between two individuals. Well, what do you do and about that? Said, what do you, what I certainly hope they pass this bill only because it gets the government out of that business. What do you do about divorces under your philosophy? Then those two people agree to separate. And there's no legal no legal implications at all. Well, they would have to work out their whole the issue of property and children, et cetera, et cetera. But that's true no matter what. I believe the government's interference in marriage, specifically, sorry, the tax laws, have prompted people not to get married who might have made that kind of commitment to one another, but for the fact that the government charges you more in taxes if you're married than if you're two single people living in the same house. How about now, how uh, foolish is that? How about gay marriage, Cindy? What 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 do you Between think? Between two consenting adults, it's none of my business. Okay. And it's not the government's business either. We should not be in the business of telling two consenting adults how they can relate to one another. Sure. Uh, I think one reason that this may have come up is because in the uh, Dobbs decision, which essentially, uh, which which let's, I don't even want to, let me be careful, the Dobbs decision, which impacted the whole Roe v. Wade thing, Clarence Thomas, my understanding is, started saying that uh, the next thing we're going to look at is uh, gay marriage. And he even went so far as to say, that, and after that, we're going to start looking at uh, contraception and making that um, I don't want to say illegal, so I guess there is some concern, you might even say fear, that um, the Supreme Court is going to try to roll back uh, newly recently enacted legislation. But that's the point of this legislation, that's to codify, what I'm saying. right, yes. to codify the uh, rights of people to be married. So, But imagine, imagine if we go to my premise, which is, I suppose, a libertarian kind of thought, that the government has no business, one way or the other, 
and interfering in those kinds of relationships. We shouldn't be taxing them. We shouldn't be for being married. We shouldn't be charging them to get married. We shouldn't be telling people who can marry whom. We, the government should have no control power dictate in there. If we, as a society, as a country, agreed to that, all the rest of this becomes mute. Well, what about, what about the people Because the government Cindy? has no right to do that. It's like the government dictating to me what I have for breakfast every day. Now, I'm sure there are people who make breakfast products who would love to get the government to tell me what to eat every day. Cindy, but what at about, this point, what about, we all pretty much agree it's none of the government's business. Cindy, what about people who want to get married but don't want to get married in a church? If the government has no place in it, there are no civil ceremonies. You can make a commitment to one another. But that's not binding legally. Only because the government has interfered in this relationship. I don't have to get the government's permission permission to go into business with you, Joe. If we decided to sell Christmas cookies, I don't have to get the government's permission to no, do that. No, but you've got to get the government's permission to drive the van that, that delivers those Christmas cookies. The government's involved in almost every decision in our lives, one way or the other, by the rules we establish and the laws we live by. Well, nowhere in the U.S. Constitution is the government given the federal government given control over marriage. Well, in fact, right. the Tenth Amendment quite specifically says that where those powers are not specifically enumerated in the Constitution, they revert to the state, and this is the important part, and the people. So the people can decide this through their own social norms. We don't need the government to tell us that people of one race can't marry people of another race, that people who are handicapped can't marry people who are able, that people who are gay can't marry each other. I mean, we just don't need that. But that runs counter to your other argument that women should have uh, the right to un decide what to do with their bodies. How in the world does that run counter to it? Because I just the, said the that the two people should be able to make that decision, right, and the government you, has no business interfering want, in it, and the that's the same thing. You want the government to protect the rights of women to do a certain thing. If you, if you believe the government should be out of our personal lives, then they've got to be out of all of our personal lives, not just the part that you agree with. I agree. So then you can't pass a law that says that I can't have an abortion if I need one. Because the government has no place interfering in the private lives of individuals. Well, well I think that's a utopian See, you're making I the assumption that you have the right as a majority to impose your will on the minority. No, but society has norms. I mean, there are things that we decide that th these are rules we're going to live by. We've decided that murder is not a good thing. You can't murder somebody just because you don't like them. Joe, you know? 120 years ago, a woman's skirts had to scrape the sidewalk. Today, they barely have to cover her backside. <laughs> so things change. My point is that things change. It was a time when it was intolerable for men's hair to be off their shoulders. Then it was around their ears. Now it can be anywhere. I remember as a teenager, people who wore their hair down to their shoulders or even past their ears were long-haired hippie freaks, I believe they say in that song. You know, norms change. And, but if you put the government in there dictating how long our hair can be, how long our skirt can be. Now you make it very difficult for individuals, for change to happen, because we all know that government is loath to change anything. So do you, think, do you, do you think government should, should stay out of the whole uh, debate, et cetera, et cetera, over reproductive rights? I mean, I completely agree with you on the marriage. Uh, what, how about on the issue of reproductive rights? 
The government should not be in the business of telling me what I should do with my body. So it sounds to me as if you are opposed to the recent Supreme Court decision overturning Roe versus Wade. I'm not opposed to it. Let me explain to you why. What did that decision say? It said the federal government has no domain in this area and that it is up to the states to make these decisions. Now, if the state tried to impose an abortion limit, I would oppose that. It's not for the states. Well, after a certain month, I would oppose that. But up until then, it's not the government's business. But the Supreme Court said it's the state's business. The state's a government, too. And they could try to do that, and then we who oppose that can oppose it. Can oppose it. But by, as soon as you say there should be, let's say, a monthly, you know, there should be a number, a certain number of months permitted, et cetera, right away you're saying, well, there should be some type of regulation on this issue. I think that is between the physician and the woman. Well, then every, every, there would be no norms there. There would be every individual decision. You decide right. two weeks, you decide three weeks, somebody else decides four weeks, somebody there else 16, go. 17, 18. So right. there's no Up norms. Up to the point where that, if fetus is viable, I think, ah, then there, then then there becomes have, a discussion. Then you do uh, have that's an That's an individual decision. When I, was, when I was pregnant ages ago, the doctor came and told me they had this wonderful test and it would tell me whether or not the baby had Down syndrome. However, the test did not come back until after the fifth month. And I said, well, then that's pointless. Yeah. And he just looked at me astounded. I said, because I'm not going to end a pregnancy after the fifth month. Now, there are times when you need to do that. The woman could have eclampsia. It could be a matter of life and death. It could be like a, a, a family member of mine. The child could have anencephalus, could be lacking an important part of their brain. There's no chance that child will live. The woman could, be, ha, could have uh, maternal oh. diabetes and be in a life-threatening situation. There are times when, sadly, Cindy? you need to do that. Cindy, I'm sorry we're out of time in this segment. Thank you so much for calling. We went a little longer than we normally do, but it was an interesting discussion. I don't, you know, you invite, uh, we invite your comments on it after we take a break for the news. You're listening to On the Mark in WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. And good morning. Welcome back to On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Call us at 1-800-795-9565. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, selling more cars, satisfying more customers on 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials. You can build a Ford, build a Ford car or truck to your specifications, then click on a coupon for the Works Fuel Saver Package. The Sunbury Motor Company 
company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks and a master towing service with decades of experience. Sunbury Motor Company. On the mark is the program, and they bring it to you And 1-800-795-9565. We'll put you through to our producer, Lynn Hall, who will get you lined up to talk to us on the air. And my co-host this morning is Steve Kushaloff. And a quick look at the news headlines this morning. A Northumberland County man was killed Wednesday following a crash on Route 11 in Perry County. State police at Newport say 44-year-old Keith Krieger of Herndon died after his car hit a guardrail, became airborne, and struck a tree. He was pronounced dead at the scene following that 7.30 a.m. accident. The crash happened near Route 322 West exit ramp in Watts Township. Mental health and suicide were brought up and talked about at the American Legion Post 44 Wednesday night. Organizers had a panel discussion involving first responders, clergy, a Shikolami student, and a superintendent. The group talked about the stigma associated with discussing suicide, youth mental health first aid training, and identifying high-risk groups more likely to take their own life. Additionally, the group discussed solutions and what we can do as a society and community to help lower the number of suicides among teens, veterans, and women. Organizers say they'll have another event next year in Dalmatia. And good news, there will be some bridge work in the Veterans Memorial Bridge in Sunbury today. Partial lane restrictions will be on Route 61 southbound on-ramp and northbound off-ramp in Monroe Township, Snyder County. A concrete median barrier will be repaired. Work will be done between 7 a.m. and noon. And yesterday, they treated us at Baldwin Boulevard to work on the guardrail there, which tied up and snarled southbound traffic for an extended period of time. You know, (laughs) I sit here, Joe, and I wonder, are we allowed, as the hosts, and I guess we are, are we allowed to... um, take aim at certain local situations that that really uh, bother the heck out of us. Well, you have just done that with this Baldwin. So maybe I'll chime in. Chime away. Okay. I find it... uh, There is nowhere in the Sunbury area where you can easily dispose of yard waste. You know, in this in this day and age, when we're trying to limit the the stuff that goes into our landfills, uh, I'm a resident of Upper Augusta Township. Um, you need to move. No, okay. Shemokin Dam. We pick it up, take it away well, every Monday morning. Okay, that's one way to do it. Another way to do it is: Do you know where the municipal building? Excuse me. Do you know where the municipal building for Upper Augusta Township is? No idea. Okay, it's out on the. Uh, I believe on the. It's on the road out to Snydertown. It sits in the woods. I cannot believe that somehow land could not be cleared where you could make space for people to simply dump, um, you know, uh, leaves if necessary, branches, etc., trimmings from their yard, but it, there is none. And even in the city of Sunbury, they shut down the uh, recycling area they had, uh, which was only open one day a week, and I don't know where they've moved it, doesn't matter, because I'm not a resident of Sunbury, and I believe you now have to go there by appointment only. 
only. Well, Sunbury's a city. It doesn't have a whole lot of trees, I guess, or places where tons of leaves drop down. But in Shemokin Dam, we have what my wife and I call the Snophilophagus uh, that's on the back of a truck, and it sucks up the leaves as it comes up the street. It's a reference to, um, oh, I kept getting the Sesame Street show. Right. The, the elephant was a Snophilophagus. This and looks like an elephant's truck. I will say, in defense of Upper Augusta Township, they do a, a good job of picking up leaves. Uh, my leaves go into my own personal compost pile, but that's my decision. They would pick up the leaves uh, for a limited time, but it's a fairly a big amount of time to get all your leaves. But, you know, leaves are, are just part of it. Well, we have a call coming in, and we have an email to read, and the email says, Joe and Steve, I hope that the Republicans do not do what the previous Congress did, that is, investigate someone and look for a crime. I have not ever voted for Trump, but am dismayed at how he was treated. No elected or unelected person in government is completely innocent if investigators looked into their lives in their entirety. Good point. Uh, there's, you know, what he says, there's obviously some validity. That's from um, Rob, by the way. Okay. There were two. Uh, well, let's not miss. Uh, well, we have, it's not ready yet. Go oh, ahead. okay. You know, Trump was impeached twice. Uh, in retrospect, uh, the second impeachment was I don't want to say it was a farce, but could have done without it. The first impeachment, however, when you are blackmailing a foreign nation, in this case the Ukraine, saying we are not going to give you the defense weapons that was already approved by Congress. And Trump says we're not going to give you those weapons if you don't give me dirt on my political opponent. Um, And again, Joe, you can parse it any way you want, but that's exactly what, uh, what happened. Uh, I think that was certainly an offense that uh, bore uh, impeachable discussion. Did we lose our call? We had Dan ready to go. Are you still there, Dan? It was certainly an offense. Hello? Hello? Hello. Yes, you're on the mark. You're going to have to turn your radio off or we're not going to be able to have a conversation. I I realize that you guys weren't on the phone like usual, so I didn't know you were there. But anyway, what I was calling about was the new Republican House, Kevin McCarthy, promised some investigations into Hunter Biden, and the one that I'm interested in is the investigation into the, I call it the planned demic, which it pretty much was he made that promise he was they're going to check from get go how how it worked got released from probably i'm sure it was from wuhan lab and also dr fauci allowing money from his organization to go in to the research uh, from animal to man and all that and the overreach in government control through the pandemic which Biden said it was over but just yesterday or the day before he won't take any of the regulations the mandates off for the for the pandemic so you know, it's quite interesting. I hope that he has great success with the investigation. But 
And a lot of them investigations never turn out to be much, especially on the Republican side. They promised a lot of things with Hillary Clinton, all that crookedness, and nothing ever came of it. So, I'm, yeah, if I was superstitious, I would say I have my fingers crossed on this. Well, maybe there was nothing, nothing ever came of it because there was nothing there. Did you ever consider that possibility? There was plenty there, Joe. You know it, and I know it, but... Well, what you know and what you can prove are two different things, Dan. I exactly, <laughs> exactly, but exactly right, but where there's smoke, there's fire. Well, and, that's a uh, nice... Uh good cliche to use. You know, in the case of Hillary, uh, Republicans uh, investigated the heck out of Benghazi. Benghazi, that's all we heard, and I don't, I can't even uh, think of how much money was spent on that investigation. So that was a crock. That was nonsense. And uh, Dan, you know, I, I even driving up here today and thinking about it last night, if your party is going to spend the next two years investigating Hunter Biden's laptop, and if you're going to spend the next two years investigating Anthony Fauci and what he may or may not have done, you are going to waste. You're going to waste those two years, and you're going to you're going to help uh, diminish the chances of taking over the White House in two years. Yeah, well, I'm glad. To, I thank you for your help, there, Steve. We appreciate it. But <laughs> you're you can investigate. And you can legislate. You, you can do both. And the main thing I'm concerned about is not the past. That's never going to be rectified. I don't even care anymore about the Clinton thing or any of that. But what I'm concerned about is COVID-19 government overreach and telling people to wear cloth masks that didn't do a thing except impede breathing on the people that had to wear it and and so-called vaccine mandates. And yes, we had we concerned yet about Fauci. They still have the mandates if they wanted to follow them like yet. What? You know, mass mandates on air on the airplanes, aren't there? Still, they're, yeah. still, they're still mandates on airplanes. No, yep. aren't there? No, sir. Yep. I, yeah, yeah, there is. When's the last yep. time you flew, Dan? I don't fly. So. <laughs> well, When's the last time you were on an airplane? I I don't fly out of New Berlin too much. I can't fly. I get uh, air sick. Well, so I flew, I the flew, last time I flew was back in the 60s. Oh, that's great. Well, I flew about two and a half weeks ago from Fort Lauderdale to uh, Philadelphia. Nobody was making me wear a mask. Last spring, we flew uh, to uh, California and back. Nobody was making me wear a mask. There are no there are no mask mandates on no, uh, oh, but the, the, CD, the CDC recommends oh. properly wear a high-quality sure. mask, a respirator over the nose yep. and mouth, and indoor areas of public transportation. Recommend. Recommend. That is not a mandate. Now, the only yeah, ma- it, the only mandate one. 
I have seen. When you walk, uh, when you walk into a Geisinger facility, you uh, they still require you to wear a but mask. But my family doctor does not. I mean, the people some people do, but my family doctor's office I'm does not. I'm just telling you. I walk. I go to 65 Forward in the in the metropolis of Shemokin Dam. Uh, my gosh, I think I've been there about four or five times in the last two weeks, and I got to come up with a mask every time. That's the only place. And, uh, yeah, the, it wasn't in every airline, uh, Steve. I didn't get to say that. We were busy talking there. <laughs> it, it was one airline still doing it. I don't know which one. They, they had it on the national news one night. I can't. I don't remember which one it was. It's not all of them. And uh, they, in, uh, which I don't mind a bit going to visit people in the nursing home. I wear an N95, not okay. the cloth. The cloth does not well, finish prevent up your, anything. Okay, you've said that. So finish up your point. We have to move on. Oh, okay. You want to get rid of me? No, just I don't want to get rid of you. Off. No, I don't want to get rid of you. I'm just telling you we have to move on. We have to take a break. And, uh, this is yeah, a program. Right. We have sponsors, and, uh, you know. It's not just Dan gets to talk for 90 minutes. Yeah, I never did yet. <laughs> but anyway, but you could. this is what we hope. We can, Kevin McCarthy can investigate and legislate at the same time. And okay. this is what... What we have to get done okay. because we were overburdened with regulations through COVID nineteen that were unnecessary and put America backwards. Okay. We went backwards for two years for no reason other than government using COVID nineteen as a, as an excuse to control people okay. when that was not necessary at all. Okay, you made that point. So thank you, Dan. Appreciate your call. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGrand with Steve Kushaloff. Lynn Hall's our producer, 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. We got into a discussion about what government has the right to tell us to do with our lives. That's kind of been the overriding theme of this morning. And Kim from Millersburg has an interesting comment to make. She said, I almost always completely agree with Cindy on her libertarian views. The government needs to butt out of our personal decisions. I would argue, however, that there is another person involved in the decision of abortion. That person is the 
unborn baby who also has a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, in, in Cindy's, uh, when Cindy was talking about the fact that we're a Republican, that we have certain guarantees for the rights of the minority, well, where would the rights be in, under her philosophy for people who believe that we should not terminate the life of an unborn child? Where would they, how would their rights be protected from that decision if we say, in effect, they have absolutely no right as a, through the government, or certainly no personal involvement? I mean, you wouldn't want to say that their personal involvement allowed them to physically stop someone from right. having an abortion. So on the one hand, we're talking about the people um, who, I think, we're talking about the people who believe no abortion, period. And how do we protect the people who believe that? On the other hand, how do we protect uh, the people, the minority, who believe you should be able to have an abortion, I hate to say it, an abortion right up to the moment of birth, which I don't think there are too, very many people who say that. How do we protect those people? The only way you can protect both sides is you come up with a standard. And we have kicked it around. We've been kicking it around all week, really. But we have a standard here in Pennsylvania. There's a standard. There's probably a standard in every state. What we need, you know, and I, I understand this idea that if it's not in the Constitution, it goes back to the states. Is That is not always, I don't believe, that's not always the best way to handle it. Sometimes the, the federal government, which is made up of our representatives, does have to say, this is the way that we're going to have a national Well, then you standard. amend the Constitution to reflect it. Well, that's what that's why we have the amendment process. Okay, thank you. Uh, because I'm, I'm really, it's not that I'm not trying to ridicule what you're saying at all, but I'm, I'm just trying to get at just the, the basics. And the basics here is we need some kind of a standard that says at this point, the fetus, it is a viable life. At this point, at this point, it is not. And within that time frame, uh, you may terminate the pregnancy. Uh, I, I just think that's the only way we're ever going to well, solve then, this. Then thing. government would be involved in our decision-making well, process. Yes, but even as Cindy pointed out, just because the federal government doesn't have any involvement, government is still involved in a lot of this stuff because it goes back to the state government. So, you know, well, she would oppose them making a decision on that basis. That's what she said. I'm just saying, with some of these issues... Uh, abortion being one of them. Immigration slash border protection is another one. You know, uh, <laughs> you're, you, that's another one you are never going to solve and not just solve, put it behind us. I mean, we've got, you know, inflation, Joe, you're never going to be able to put that completely behind you. We might be able to get it under control, but then heavens knows in five, ten years, it's going to possibly rear its ugly head again. But there are a couple of issues out there. But there are always causes to this type of thing. And they're largely predictable. You know, when you spend money, expand huge sums of money, you can pretty much bet that inflation is going to rear its ugly head. If the government keeps printing money without any restrictions, you can bet on that. You can bet that if there are people who want an abortion, there are going to be some people who say, I don't want you to have one. So until we find some balance, I agree with you, a balance is necessary. But no one, give me a balance that everyone will agree to. Oh, there is none. No, there is none. And that 
that's why that's why we have uh, voting, and I don't just mean voting in the election every couple of years. I mean voting down in Washington. I mean, wouldn't it be? I've been thinking for the last couple of days. Uh, this Republican takeover of the House of Representatives is going to make it for an extremely interesting uh, couple of years. You know, the Republicans are going to have a choice now. They can do, as our caller from New Berlin says, they can spend their time investigating Hunter Biden's laptop, or they can in, they can spend their time addressing some of these issues. Now, Dan said, and he's right. He says you can in, you can invest investigate and legislate at the same time. Sure, Republicans can think and chew gum at the same time. But it's a matter of it's a matter of public perception. Uh, if if Republicans spend a lot of their time and energy on Hunter Biden's laptop, that's what's going to get the attention. And two years down the road, Democrats are going to say, you know, America put you in charge of the House of Representatives, okay. and this is what you did. Well, let me ask you a question. You know, you have absolutely no reason at all to doubt that the Democrats should look into January 6th. But you, ha- you don't believe they, the Republicans should look into Hunter Biden. Correct. Why? Because because Hunter Biden, I mean, that obviously there's something there. When, uh, when somebody said this morning on one of the TV shows, some company, uh, a Ukrainian electric company, suddenly decides that to get their company jump-started, they need a guy who's been convicted of drugs, thrown out of the Navy, and has a heavy drinking problem and consorts and is, with the known the women of a president. Right, vice president at the time. Right. So, you know, you don't think that there's, a, there's some issue there that needs to be resolved? The the number one issue is have have has anybody ever gotten a job because of who their father was or who their I I did I I worked at a newspaper in Philadelphia and believe me they there's no way they would have hired me if my father did not work there and uh, you know I'm sure there's a few other people who can say the same thing what what did Joe what did Hunter Biden's laptop and and for that matter Hunter Biden's position on Barisma's board of directors what did that have to do with families and and a country that is uh, trying to uh, move well, you forget ahead about his forward. his former business partner who's come out and said that in effect that Joe Biden was collecting money there okay and that's that's one guy so we should oh so well, well there was only one accuser for Brett Kavanaugh but you folks on the left made a big deal out of that you know, you, am I right or am I right? I know I, uh, yeah. I doubted Joe, but <laughs> you did. I mean, there was one one accuser, and all of a sudden, oh, this is horrible. This right. is a terrible thing. Same thing with Clarence Thomas, one accuser. And when you've got when you've got people out there who are deciding between putting food on the table or buying their medicine, when you've got people who are at the grocery store, even as we speak, Thanks and, to Joe Biden, and by the aren't way. sure if they should be buying uh, breakfast cereal for their kids or meat and potato for their kids, when you've got people who are faced with the daily issues like that, What's the Republicans' answer? Hunter Biden. No, the an- the answer was the Democrats' policy should have been reversed before they did all this to us. Right, and then and and if they were Joe, we would have unemployment today of about six and a half percent. No, we thank wouldn't. goodness it's down to about three point seven. You know, it's, it's amazing to me the way they they try now to make it sound like Donald Trump left this terrible mess. The country was not in a terrible mess during Do- except for the pandemic did cause a lot of problems. Yes, which the Democrats said, oh well, with the pandemic. 
did this to us. But when it came to the Republicans, oh, no, that was Trump. That wasn't the pandemic. It was Trump. I think what the Democrats say is that the whole the issues, all a lot of the issues surrounding the pandemic uh, could have been handled a little better by the Trump administration. Don't forget, he had states fighting against each other for needed supplies, uh, cruise ships, as far as uh, Trump was believed, you could let those cruise ships stay out there just so they wouldn't, uh, uh, you know, have an impact on the numbers. And then you have the governor of New York at the time, Mr. Cuomo, saying, oh, we need this hospital ship up here. We're we're desperate. We need we need respirators. The government gives them everything they need and they don't need it. So, (laughs) you know, there were there were mistakes there, too. We had a Republican governor in um, in down in Maryland who had to hide his uh, state's anti-pandemic supplies because he knew that the uh, Trumpers were going to take them. Where were they going to take them to? They were going to, who knows where they would take them, but Joe, that was that happened and I Well, one of our, one of our emailers said, and Cindy wants one more minute, one of our emailers says, even if the investigations on Biden prove credible, nothing will come of it. The Department of Justice, the FBI, and mainstream news media will run cover and not allow it to into the public arena. Well, there's some truth to that, too. Cindy, you get one more minute. Go ahead. Good morning. Listen, I think we should all be really excited today because Pennsylvania Senate voted a woman to be the president pro tem of the Senate. First time in history. Isn't that exciting? And the Pennsylvania House, if the Democrats take the House, and there's some question about that, they're likely to place a woman in charge of the Pennsylvania House. Unprecedented in our Commonwealth. A few years ago, there was a lot of talk on the radio about women don't have a chance. And I said, when women run, they win at the same rate that men do, and they just need to uh, step up and do it. And here are two women, very likely to become incredibly powerful people. I wish we would talk more about what happens in our Commonwealth and and quit waxing about the last few years. We can't change the past, but we live in the present and have an impact on the future. Oh, we can change change the past. Whoever writes the history books can change the past. All right, we're going to take a quick break. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We've got one email to read. We invite your calls. The program brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Welcome back to On the Mark. We got a call coming in. We got an email to read. 1 800 795 9565 is our toll free hotline number. One of our emailers, Pete, says, Steve, if your litmus test for impeachment is threatening to withhold money from Ukraine, I would ask why you think Biden wasn't impeached. Biden was on tape bragging about threatening to withhold money if a prosecutor wasn't fired. It is kind of rich of you to whine about investigations now. You didn't have an issue when that shoe was on the other foot. Let the excuses begin. Biden was the only vice president and orange man wrong. And that whole issue uh, was resolved over and over and over. You think? Yes, because here was the deal, as I just said to you when we were listening to the commercial. The president at the time sent Joe Biden, his vice president, over to the Ukraine to address issues of corruption. It was either known before Biden got there or certainly after he got there that the prosecutor in question was highly corrupt, impacting the entire Ukrainian government. Biden said, look, you want our help. You got to get rid of this guy. 
and they did. Uh, this was, to the best of my knowledge, this was not aid that had already been approved by by Congress that Biden was withholding. Um, and I, even as I say that, I realize Trump was within his rights. Don't get me wrong. I know that. Trump was within his rights to withhold um, defense weapons from the Ukraine. But just being within your rights doesn't make it right. Well, you could say the same thing about Joe Biden. You could say exactly the same thing. Al, you're on the mark. Well, your conversation earlier about abortion uh, went all the way around the Roe versus Wade again, either on a federal or a state level, uh, where you want some judges to decide where where to quit, where does life begin, and when does it become murder, and when does it become a necessary thing to save the life or the sanity of the mother. Um, that's what it all went around to before. And one way to test the morality of the whole United States of America after 60-some million abortions of one sort or another would be put it on the ballot and and uh, do it, dec- you know, if you do it democratically, it would be by popular vote. And what if your uh, side lost? Well, then we would have our barometer, and we'd know exactly where we stand. So you would and say... Then we, could, then we could go back to work and change hearts and minds and, and start over. So it would, wouldn't resolve anything, because no, you wouldn't it accept it. it. would never resolve... This is never going to be resolved, but it's already been resolved in our Constitution. And that's why it's a sticky matter. In our Constitution, if we say life begins at the time of conception... It's already a decided matter. You can't do it except to save the mother's life. Is that what it says in the Constitution? But it doesn't say any such thing in the Constitution. But no, I'm saying if we say life begins at the time of conception, that is a child in there. And that child has rights. So, but that would, would have... Supersede that supersede the mother's rights. That would, that would take a constitutional amendment, Al. It, well, it would take... Somebody's wanting to say, let's make murder legal one way or another. Well, you would okay. have to, that, you have to characterize I'm, that's it. That's what I'm saying. That from the time of conception, if you go all the way to the other extreme, and in and, and the argument, it says, what at what point is it okay for a doctor to go in and take a life of another? Because we believe this life started at conception, but now it has to go. Who's going to go in and take that life? Because we say it was from conception because we have a, a Christian belief. And that is our whole life. But not all Christians so, believe that. There are Christians who believe that abortion should be permitted. And there are abortion, there are Christians who so support... So see, that's where I say if we're wrong there, again, at least we know where we stand. Let's just have the vote on it. Instead of keep talking about and talking about and talking about it, put it on the ballot for the whole nation to vote on. And what would the question say? Uh, maybe for the life of the mother, like I just said, for the life of the mother, or if it's an 11-year-old that was raped or something like that, and the sanity of the girl, and and that would be the life of the mother. She's actually, I'm, I'm exaggerating with 11, but 14, 15, something like that, and and maybe the body's not mature enough to say right, for right, sure right. both of them are going to live. And then you have to have a reason to take a life. Okay. Not anything convenient. 
Okay, I will let you finish up. We got another call pending. Keep well, that's all. Morning? I think I expressed myself, and I thought I just wanted to go there. Oh, you've given but us food I for see thought. You talk too damn much. Okay. <laughs> hey, darn would be a better word on yes. the air, but we'll settle for that. All right, Stan. We missed you earlier. We got you now. Good morning, sir. You're on uh, the air. Customers come first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where to start? You know, you got. Uh, I, I know Steve was saying that you know, the Republicans didn't have their right away. Yep, you're right. What, Whether for whatever reason, I don't know. I, didn't uh, I, I, I won't. I won't even speculate on why. We, we missed what you said. What, what, you what did you I say? Repeat that. The Republicans don't have the right to what, or have the right to do what? I didn't say who doesn't have a right to do well, what. You, you start. You said something. You prefaced what you, your your remark with something, and we didn't catch it. Neither one of us. Uh, I, I said. I said Steve was saying that the you know the red wave that was touted didn't happen, okay. and he's right. All right, there we I go. won't argue with that. Now, why it happened that way, I don't know. But we are still counting votes in a in, in a modern society. They still have to count votes. That that's a questionable questionable actions there and you know i i don't know because we'll never know the truth about any of it of what's going on but i can't believe that they can't count the votes within one day of election plain and simple and and, and there's reasons for it and those reasons need to be sorted out and, and stopped one one reason i think and somebody correct me if i'm wrong in some states uh they're not even allowed to start counting all the mail-in ballots uh, until election until election night. Now, in Pennsylvania, I think two years ago they could not count ballots until uh, election night. Apparently, that rule was changed in Pennsylvania, and so in Pennsylvania, where we have plenty of mail-in ballots, by eleven o'clock that night, we knew who the winners and losers were. But it ain't that way everywhere. Yeah, but they still wanted to count ballots afterwards in Pennsylvania. But they, they neither here nor there. It is what it is. All right. Now, whether how much hinky business is going on with the mail-in ballots, yeah, we'll never know. You know, with the with the ballot, the harvesting, and that stuff that goes on. Uh, okay. You know, and the drop boxes uh, that aren't. In my opinion, here's the way it should go with mail-in ballots. Okay, you have your drop boxes, or you bring it to the poll. All right, the drop boxes. Nothing should go into those drop boxes. 24 hours before election day hmm. after you know after a 24 hour period before election day that way those drop boxes everything in that drop box is a valid vote that came in before election day and it can be counted on election day okay that's the way it should be and if it doesn't make it a drop box then you bring it to the polling place and you hand it in and it's counted there mm-hmm. but nothing in the drop box the drop mm-hmm. boxes need to be empty they need to the ballots need to be in a secure spot Okay. And the drop box needed to be locked up or removed. So okay. no, nothing else can go in them. Plain uh, and simple. Okay. And that will stop any late ballot gathering, which is questionable in my opinion. Hmm. All right. I, I, you know, in other states, I don't know what ha- You know, I can't say it happened here in PA. Mm-hmm. But in other states where they have multiple drop boxes everywhere, you don't know when they're being... Yeah, closed up and locked up and can't be accessed, and and then that's that's a problem. Can I? I just want to throw in one thing. Um, I kind of agree with everything you said. You're, you're saying, uh, but you know, this almost goes back to the point we've been making all morning. At least I've been trying to make. There are some issues that should be nationalized, and maybe voting is one of them. Suppose we had a national. Uh, 
law that said drop boxes, you can't use them. Uh, 24 hours before the election is over, you can't use them. But but we don't have that. Well, we used to have election day, and that was the day you voted. Yes. If you got to the polls, you voted. If you right. couldn't get to the polls, you didn't vote unless you were out of town. Right. And then you asked for an absentee ballot. Hey. Worked fine for like 200 and for some years in this country. <laughs> Two things, Joe. Two things. Number one, uh, we also used to have a rule that said you can't vote unless you're a landowner, right? That was about 200 years ago. We had that rule. We had a vote that said women couldn't vote. It has vote. nothing to do with the process, Steve. That has to do with who was allowed to vote, well, not the process of voting, which was election day. No, I think that's the process, who may, who may and may not vote. And we still have that. You have to be 18. So we still have that. Um, but as far as the process, the other point I was going to make, we had this thing called the pandemic. And that just... Oh, and the pandemic's over, according to Joe Biden. Please. Please. I, I don't even want to hear about the pandemic. When you know, when November rolled around, it was fine. Everybody could go to the polls and vote if they were but you know, the news media had things so stirred up. But that's that's a whole other story. That's two years ago. But irregardless of that, okay, you, you wanna do that, Steve? You wanna have a national election? Okay, right now the constitution says all election law will be made by the state legislature. Right. So you wanna do that, then you need to gather up the two-thirds states right. or yeah. whatever it is to, cha- to amend the Constitution. Okay. Yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you the last easy. word, Stan. Go ahead. Then we have to take well, a break. The last word. Schumer is a fool, okay? <laughs> he wants to... How, what's he say? He wants to legalize 11-plus million illegals because our birth rates are low and we don't have enough workers to do the jobs that we need. Yeah, because we've been aborting the future workers of America for freaking decades. Good point. Thank you, Stan. Appreciate your call. 1-800-795-9565. We have, time for, we have one caller pending. Might have time for one more. We've got some emails, but we have to take our final break. Mike, hang on. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Okay, Mike from Bloomsburg, you're on the mark. Good morning, sir. Uh, good morning. Uh, this is off topic, so I'll be very brief. I'd like to ask your callers, uh, those those of those who might be interested, uh, to call the uh, White House 800 number. It can be found easily online, and ask that all of the records. Well, now, Mike you, Mike, you broke up. We didn't hear what it is you want us to call the White House about. 
No, I want you to ask uh, President Biden to release all of the records regarding the JFK assassination. They're still holding on to information. I'm 72. I'd like to get all the information before I die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd like, and I'd like to know what happened to Amelia Earhart for sure. Well, I don't really care about Amelia that much as I do about blowing away a president in front of the entire country at midday. That I find a little more significant than Amelia Earhart. No offense to Amelia. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, she was supposed to be on a spying mission for FDR, so that would be interesting, too. Okay. Interesting comment. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Obviously, you're on the road. Uh, one of our emailers says, that says it all. Listening to Steve, I can see why he needed Daddy to give him a job, because with his thought process, he would have been unemployed forever. If you're a diehard Democrat, it's okay to get a job by who you know, not what you know. Okay, so I said I wouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. I, okay. got my, I got my first job when I was 15 years old uh, at uh, Gino's Hamburger Stands. Boy, if there's anybody out there who remembers Gino's Hamburger Everybody Stands... Everybody goes to Gino's. I don't know about because that. Because Gino's is the place to go. That was his jingle. I don't... Are we speaking of the same Gino's? Everybody goes to Gino's because Gino's is the place to go. You who, don't remember that? Who was Gino? Gino Marchetti was yes, the football okay. player for the Baltimore right. Colts. Very good. Okay, so maybe you're right. I, did, I didn't know about the jingle. And there is still a Facebook page for Gino's alumni. So uh, the point I'm making is, you know, I'm not going to defend myself uh, against all these right-wing crazies that are out there. Well, you just did. You insulted them. You called them crazy for their opinion. Did I say that? Yes, you did. But uh, every now and then, I will let you know, had my first job when I was 15. Okay, well, my first job was when I was 18, and I was scraping rust off pipes for the city of Harrisburg that my mother got me because she was a committee woman there in the Republican go. Party. There you go. So, But it was a filthy, disgusting oh, job, sure. and it made me realize that I did not want to work hey. in the bottom of a sand pit scraping rust off pipes with a hammer and chisel for the rest of my life. Very often those jobs we get because of some uh, help, they're not always great jobs. Well, they were summer jobs in the city of Harrisburg. I really wanted to be a playground superintendent, but that I didn't get. I wound up in a pit, a damp pit with a hammer and chisel, literally scraping rust off pipes. And that was my beginning. And, I can, <laughs> and I can tell you that uh, I went from Gino's hamburger stands to an illustrious career at uh, Johnny U's, which was in Newark, Delaware, and a couple of Howard Johnson's restaurants, and a few other restaurants. But well, go ahead. You may have a brilliant career left ahead of you in the restaurant business. Pete says, on abortion, and this is a good point. What about the father's rights? Plenty of men are paying a lot of child support. So the thought is that man only has rights when it's time to pay up. P.S. Steve, you don't want an investigation into Hunter Biden because you're afraid of what they will discover about your man. That's right. People are struggling because of your choices. You know, there, you know there's no doubt in Hunter Biden has had a pretty checkered past, and I'm sure that he has done some things that bear looking into. And I am sure that there's a lot of people in the United States that have done a lot of things that bear looking into. But Hunter Biden's the one that everybody, they all know about him, and that's uh, that's the guy they want to uh, jump on. Hunt, that if, if I'm telling you, Joe, if all we hear for two years is Hunter Biden's laptop, you can kiss the White House goodbye in 2024. Well, you may be right, but, you know, we have, look at all the Democrat investigations. 
stations. They've done it too. You know, you don't have any problem with them, but they were just, they were honest, they were good investigations. Once again, the point is that to the best of my knowledge, those investigations had things to do with issues uh, involving uh, involving our government, involving the American people, not somebody's well, I'm crazy sorry, but, laptop. I'm sorry, but if, if, if the President of the United States is accepting money from his son for business dealings that he's promoted, that's a legitimate area of inquiry. It really is. It's a legitimate area for investigation. Now, if it proves to be unfounded, then you apologize and move on. If, on the other hand, it, it turns out to have some merit, then you pursue it where it goes. You know, but the problem is when these investigations lead into we can't, and I'll admit Benghazi probably went a little further than it should have. That's the problem. When the investigations go too, too long, too far, and they don't resolve anything. And well, so you're just left hanging with millions of dollars expended and no pro- no result. Right. We have one more email. All Why right. don't you read it? Gentlemen, keep it simple. If you don't want an abortion, don't get one. And then mind your own business. Who do you think you are telling anyone else what to do, including the government? Not your business. You can bet your bottom dollar if men got pregnant, this would not be up for debate. Well, we've heard that one before, and I don't think that's necessarily true. I think, there, you know, abortion is an issue about human life, and it's always going to have ramifications. It's always going to have have people on either side of it. Steve, been fun having you here this week. Uh, we'll see you again when, in next month when Mark takes off for deer hunting. Thanks a lot for coming. Lynn, thank you for your production skills this morning. We appreciate it. Mark Lartz will be back tomorrow, I think, with Ben Reichley and On the Mark. Thanks so much for listening. This is WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania, program brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company.